W is for withdrawal. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. So today we're talking about withdrawal. So do you want to explain that, Beck? Yeah, so we're going to look at what withdrawal looks like and why do people withdraw in a relationship? It's seen as sort of the last thing that happens before a breakdown when people start to just step away from each other, step away from the relationship, stop talking to each other, the intimacy is stopped. You know, and this happens sometimes in after an argument, people do withdraw a bit. So we're talking about when people withdraw in a big way from the relationship. What do you think causes people to do this? I guess when people start feeling unsafe in a relationship or they lose trust, then there's a sense of sort of going away to lick your wounds and take care of yourself. So you don't step in, you sort of step away. Yeah, when they feel hurt, it's like instinctive, isn't it, to protect your heart, protect yourself, to, yeah, withdraw. And that could be, you know, that withdrawal happens in lots of different ways. And you can see people, when they withdraw from each other, they start filling their lives with other things. So it could be you start to work more, you spend more time at work, they might spend more time out with their friends. But what they're doing is trying to get away from the relationship and not giving that emotional connection, not giving in, not giving not into Not feeding that, it. Yeah, not feeding into that Distracting space. themselves. They're distracting themselves away from it. Another way people do it is they withhold affection. Yeah, they stop holding hands, they stop kissing each other. It's probably very pronounced in the bedroom. Mm. Couples who share the same bed but actually are never intimate with each other. Yeah, that can be a big problem. Which makes a lot of sense. If you have started to shut down emotionally from someone, then there's less of that connection. I think stop putting effort in general in the relationship, no dates, no date nights, no little spontaneous things you would do when you are in love in the beginning. These are all things that just start to diminish when people withdraw. Yeah, and in that withdrawal, both people probably realise that there's a disconnect, but without a conversation, nothing really changes, does it? Mm. So how do people get over this? How do they stop withdrawing from each other and feel safe again and not feel hurt especially if it's been going on for a while Uh, if you've been in a relationship where you have actually disconnected and you haven't had sex for a year yeah because you'll emotionally disconnect first then physically and it puts the relationship in a really compromising 
situation. Mm. It's a dangerous spot for a it, relationship. It's a very dangerous spot. In, in EFT, in emotionally focused therapy, this is seen as one of the last things that happen in a couple. When people are still fighting, then there's still energy. They're fighting for the relationship. They're fighting for the relationship or fighting for something happening in the relationship. When they're not talking, then they've just given up. And when people have given up on something, they won't put the energy into it and then it sort of just ekes away. It just sort of slowly dies his death. So what do people do to get it back? Ooh, big ask, eh? Mm. I mean, you might be one, there might be people out there listening going, oh my God, that's happening. That's, or that's been happening to our relationship for a long time. It's, it's a sad place to be in. It's not a nice relationship anymore. It's no, not fun. You, no, it's not fun because you're just not sort loving. of hanging out in the same space, being yeah. disconnected. Yeah. And housemates. Your housemates, you've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there was anything that could have changed that? Yeah, I think so. I think the the hard conversations, but the effort made a, on both parties, though you know, not just I'm not just blaming the other person, myself included. The effort put into rekindling. <laughs> oh, nice, name. nice plug yeah. there. <laughs> rekindling the relationship and making the effort you would have made in the beginning again years later. You know, when it's it's going through the really tough tough patches when you're starting to disconnect before it gets to the point of breaking i've just noticed that there's a whole lot of wind outside and there's things banging and it's a bit hectic outside (laughs) we now have a very new window to look out of as we've moved house since our you know first 20 podcasts Mm. and now we get to see what happens when the weather changes, which is really nice, but completely relevant to what we're talking about. <laughs> hopefully you can't hear the wind. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can't hear all the banging of the blinds and everything going on outside. Actually, I have a quick question before we move on mm. to how can we fix it? When mm. it's how can we rekindle those can, relationships? Yeah. Um, we've done it a little bit with each other in in very small amounts, you know, when we feel hurt, when things have got bad or in an argument. The, or one person will disconnect and then the other person tries to needily get them back or, you know, like it's this like cycle that can happen. It's a tug of war. Yeah. What do you find works when you want to disconnect? Because you really want to. And, I, and you know, instinctively everyone knows that's really dangerous for the relationship. So they, they desperately want to get you to talk or come back because they don't want to lose it. But... What should the other party do, do you think, when there's one person doing that, when they want to hide off in their shed or they just don't want to talk anymore? What do you think the other person needs to do to bring them back into the picture? I love how you you, um, mentioned the shed in there. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, coincidentally, you do have one. I do have a shed. Do love my shed. Still cleaning up my shed as we've moved in, and I'm trying to organise it. And I do like to go to my shed when it's a bit hectic inside, or when I need to go and just work stuff out of my head. I'm waiting for him to want to fit it out with a bathroom and another bedroom, and then I'll start freaking out that he wants to move in there. <laughs> no, no, I much prefer it in here with you. <laughs> I think that something's happened between us and there's been some issue, there's been something going on and I'm feeling a little bit wounded, feeling a little bit hurt. I actually need a little bit of time to process it. Mm. So when I withdraw, I'm not withdrawing forever. I actually just need time to go and have a good think about it 
because it takes it's, I feel like it takes me longer to work through the emotional stuff and come up with an answer and sort of first of all you know get into my heart what am I actually feeling what's going on for me where's that coming from you know why is that how I'm feeling impacting what's happening between us and then process it and then get to the point where I can go, okay, so this is where I'm at. This is what I need. This is what I want to do. Uh, this is an answer to your question. Any of those things. I actually need a little bit of time. I notice this when we're working. I'm like firing on all cylinders. I'm like, oh, and this idea and that and this. And, that. and I ask you and then I expect an instant answer because that's how I think when it comes to things of the head. Mm. I'm really fast and really mm, quick at moving through that. But when it comes Almost to... Almost th- like hypo speed. <laughs> but when it comes to things of the heart, I'm really slow. So it's the opposite for you. When mm. it comes to things of the heart, you know yourself really well and you know exactly what you're feeling and you can speak to it straight away. Mm. It's trying to find that connect between the two where I'm not withdrawing and continue withdrawing. I'm having some time to think about it. And you know that I'm going to come back. Mm. It's not me running off to the shed and then disappearing for three hours and you haven't seen me and you don't know what the hell is going on. It's me saying, hey, I need to go to the shed for a while. Give me an hour. And then we'll continue this because I just need to work it out in my head. And if I tried to force it and be needy, would that make you want to withdraw more? Oh, then it would probably be two hours in the shed. Yeah. Maybe four. So it's that, <laughs> it's that conversation. Maybe a weekend. <laughs> so it's that conversation isn't it beforehand where i need to come back to you about this because i'm still trying to work it out it is important about knowing what each other wants and needs as well Mm. because you might be like i've got this thing in my head i need to talk to you about it right now and i'm like i've got a lot on my plate right now i'm trying to do something with work or i'm thinking about this thing and organizing this thing i don't really have the space to do it right now can we do it at two o'clock so actually having that conversation before Mm. and we're talking about people that do it in a healthy relationship in in very small spurts Mm. but what about people that are at that point and you've mentored people like this where they really disconnected they've almost they're basically living together as housemates in different rooms they've they're so disconnected. How did they ever get it back? Yeah, isn't that interesting how that can happen? One of my first girlfriends, her parents lived in this house in separate rooms and they only stayed together for the house. It wasn't about the kids. They'd spent so much time and money turning this house into this beautiful Japanese-looking house in the suburbs. And then they sort of lived in separate rooms and I found it incredulous. I was like, what's going on here? It's so weird. They just sort of still talk to each other but there was no emotional connection. Yeah, that's a bit sad. And I just thought it seems like such a waste of time that they weren't either doing something to reconnect or they just decided, hey, we're better off just go our own ways and Mm. maybe we'll be happier that way. Mm. Because they're not fulfilling their needs in so many ways by doing that Hmm. they're just coexisting yep what do people do when they've been through that for a long time it's a really hard one because that's a there's a lot of communication and conversation that needs to happen to bring those two people back together i think and they both have to want to 
That's it. work at it. And if somebody, one party doesn't even want to work at it, then it's obviously pretty much unfortunately over. But if you both want to, you can bring anything back really. Yeah, you're right. I would suggest that anyone who's in a relationship where they're so disconnected that they are not actually even being intimate together, not communicating and they're completely separate, is they might need to go to counselling, they might need to go to couples counselling, they might need to actually have a conversation with someone else to help work that out because it might be too far gone for them just to be like sitting down going, all right, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And they might not have the skills to do it. No, and then the counsellor can help them unfold why they got in that situation in the first place and if they both want to work at it, how they rebuild it. I think emotionally focused therapy, EFT, is actually really good for that because it allows people to work out what the emotions are happening in the space between them and how they are acting and reacting towards each other. For the two of us as working as couples counsellors and working with people and being able to see that everyone has their own way of dealing in a space, we've got to be okay with the way the other person works, our partner works, how they do things, but also be able to sort of pull them up as well and say, okay, well, what's going to... You know, what's going to work best for both of us? What's going to make the boat go faster? What's going to make our relationship go faster? How do mm. we work together? Because it is working together. It's either working together to bring the relationship together or it's working together to end the relationship properly. Yeah. There's a great book by John and Julie Gottman called Eight Dates. Keep your relationship happy, thriving and lasting. And it's about these eight dates to bring people back together, to bring them closer together I think that's a good start. If you're feeling really disconnected from your partner, it's about carving out some time and saying, hey, can we go and do this thing together and spend some time and work towards reconnecting, work towards having deep, vulnerable, connected conversations that maybe allow each person to work out where they're actually at, what's actually going on for them. And this means you might have to do it quite prescribed where one person has given five minutes to talk, the other person just mm. listens. So they don't cut each other off. So you're actually forced just to listen and realise that person is telling you something deep and they just want you to listen. That's it. So make the relationship a priority. Yeah, it's all about making the relationship a priority because if you've withdrawn from each other, you've stopped making the relationship a priority. And nobody's happy in that space. No. That's not, not even the kids. If there's kids involved, they'll feel that. Yeah, everyone feels yeah. that. Everyone knows. Yeah. Even if you're sitting there thinking, oh, yes, well, I'm fine and no one knows what's going on inside my head, we all know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the environment isn't loving anymore and, and that's not a nurturing space to be. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join us for our next one. X is for X's. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.